welcome, welcome. This is E5 Bayo, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Oh, we are in 15 days in 2024, and things are just going a whole new way. Well, first, before I get into any topic or any subject, let me greet you. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, or blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Get some milk for them babies. I like oat milk. I don't know about y'all. It ain't because I'm old. I'm still can eat and drink dairy, but just oat milk is more healthier for you. And it tastes good. Y'all should try it. Uh, but it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Y'all, let me tell you, first of all, happy Martin Luther King Day. Represent, represent each and every day. If y'all haven't seen or heard that speech on Washington, I have a dream. Amazing. Listen to his entire content. Let the children hear it. Talk about the, the leaps and bounds that we've come. No, we ain't at the glory yet. We ain't at the top of the mountain. But God damn it, we ain't in the bottom of the valley no more. We got rights. We can stand up. We seen the strength in numbers. But we have to start educating our youth and showing them another part of spirituality. Y'all, we, we kind of dropping the ball here. It talks about that this year. This, this. Oh, do. It talks about it. Educating our youth so these folk won't get in their ear and lead them down the path of darkness. For real. Seriously. It is time, y'all. Come on. Educating it. If you know some young people, talk to them. But if you don't know, invest and educate yourself before you start spewing that. We got enough cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs folks out there. And I don't care if you don't agree with this. Find another podcast to listen to. I'm okay with that. Trust me, I'm okay with that. Because what you're going to get here is some truth and some experiences that I have been through and watched or seen or witnessed. But what we're not going to do is the okie doke, I'm going to fake it till I make I think that's the worst fucking thing. And you know what? Besides that, right, let me show y'all two experiences I had and dealing with young folks and things like that. So my granddaughter, she had made a post. She's 12, by the way. She made a post saying that her team won. Okay, manifesting. Because they didn't win, but you want them to win. It wasn't even no competition. But she was manifesting, so I ain't mad at that. But then we were talking, and her mom said, you know, you got to follow her post. And I said, well, I don't follow her Instagram. She said, no, Ma, you got to. And she said, you know, she posted it up there knowing that they didn't win because it wasn't no competition. So she goes, well, I'm going to fake it till I make it. I said, no, won't you just do it? She was like, what? I said, why do you have to fake? Why do you have to be something other than yourself? What's wrong with, okay, y'all, we didn't win this time. Well, I wish we had a competition. So, because we, we're that confident that we'll win. So I can see that, but just... Putting stuff out there so you can get lights. No, that's not social media. You know? So then while we was talking, she was like, oh, but everybody else is doing. Now, when I was coming up and somebody ever said that to my mother, 
everybody else doing it. I've heard over and over again. Well, if they're going to jump off a building, your dumb ass going to jump too. So that's why I never said it. But then I looked at her and a part of my mother wanted to come out, but I paused. Once again, I paused. So I said, well, how do you know everybody's, you know, faking it or everybody's like, she said, because my friends and all of them, they always say they have this and they have that and they don't. They don't have no money. Their mother and them can't afford it. So I was like, well, do you like seeing that? Oh, but when she posted, she had like a hundred likes. Did she get the bag or whatever she posted, right? Because she had posted something that she's supposed to have and she didn't have it. I said, well, from her getting all these likes, did she get whatever item she was lying about? Oh, no, they can't afford it. So she's a liar. But she's faking it until she make it. No, she's a liar. <laughs> That's what she is. Because she don't have said item. So she's lying. So you're getting online and lying. She said, oh, but that's a norm. Everybody does it. I said, I don't do it. Oh, no, Grandma, I ain't talking about you because, you know, you're older. I said, no, you got older people lying on social media, but that's how you want to get your audience. That's how you want to become popular in school from lying. So when they find out that you don't have these things or find out that you're not like this or find out this is not your lifestyle, how do you think they're going to look at you? Oh, well, how, how are they going to know? I said, from somebody coming up saying, hey, she's lying. <laughs> I was like, very simple. That's why you don't tell people your business. But it's not business. You're living in a bubble. But if you work hard and you invest in yourself and you do those things, then maybe you can have or acquire the thing that you supposedly have. I was like, but hey, if you think lying and putting up facades and... Being something that you're not is going to get you some attention. It is not the attention you're looking for. Trust and believe that part. She was like, well, I'm going to think about it. I said, well, hey. I said, but I'm not going to follow you on your page. For real? Yeah, no. Because I would put up there. She's lying. So you don't, you don't want ghetto grandma. I have that name for a reason. To be on there. She was like, yeah, you're right. I said, yeah, girl. I said, block the people that really know you because that, that right there is not a good look. But as we were talking, she really was standing on that fake it till you make it. Oh, you can lie because everyone else do it. She's 12. So I can go with her. I, you know, I don't approve. I let her know from the door. Like, you're lying. That, that's the end of all. But then I started talking to my daughter, like, and she's like, oh, but she's 12 and she don't know no better. Yes, she do. Because you're, you're not giving her a reality. Oh, but she's young. No, don't make excuses for her. Because, see, outside, when she go to school and some kid go, hey, where's your, I'm just using an example. You say you got a Teflon bag. Where's your Teflon bag? Oh, I left it at home. Well, why you got a bag that's popular that you left at home? When you going to wear it? Take a picture with it. Send it to me. Now you're putting her in the limelight of being bullied, cyber bullied, being talked about, being gossiped, all because you want a like on social media. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of no one's telling you that God honest truth. But guess what? If you start doing little chores and work and good grace, then I'll buy you a bag. 
If that's what you want, or instead take that money and invest it in something else. But you're lying about it. Is what's gonna happen when somebody want to see your bag? Grandma, you should mail me your bag. Why? That's my bag. Why? Why would I want to mail you my bag? That's that's stupid. Well, you should buy me one. Get good grace. Stop doing this, cause it's not going to end well. It's not. It never does. But she's twelve. Right? So me talking to her and us having a conversation, I know she's not going to change like overnight. No. But at least now she see it from another perspective. But now let's think of older people. How they run around, right? Especially these new readers. Yeah, I'm coming for y'all today. Especially these new readers and these new spiritualists. Now they all of a sudden, they the great I am. They download and they doing all of that. And I'm like, wow. But then when you see them, in real life, they don't have it. Well, why do you have to be, oh, well, because such and such is doing it on their page. But you're authentic. Connect with your egoons. Be you. If you don't have a message, you listen. I was always taught, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing, right? I know everybody else want to hear the ghetto shit. If you don't have nothing good to say, come sit by me. No, that's bullshit. If you don't have nothing to say, don't say nothing. How about that? Take that time to invest in you. Take that time to learn you. Take that time to go read some books. Take that time to go and take a course. Take that time to better yourself instead of, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, I met this, this chick, high, very high profile online, right? And as far as people would know, Oh, she's paid because she do cards. Well, let me explain something to y'all. If spirituality could make you famous and rich, everybody and their mother would be doing it. Real talk. If you think you reading cards or doing all of that is going to get you into a mansion, you got something to learn, right? It doesn't give you what you want. I mean, need. Oh, I, I know, really. Let me rephrase that. It doesn't give you what you want. I want a million dollars. I want an uh, all-expense-paid trip to Italy and to Europe. You know, I, I, I got a lot of wants. But it supplies all your needs. When you do things right, your gift will make room for you. Real talk. And a woman, which is Dorothy Morrison, told me that. When you do right, your gift will make room for you, not the other way around. You don't have to scam, scheme, lie, run amok, do all of that. No. If you don't know what you're doing or you that is above your pay right, then send them to the person that that is their expertise. Real talk. You can't do and be and help everyone. You can't. It's humanly impossible. But we take it as, oh, if someone goes, well, you know, I'm looking for someone that does alchemy. Oh, I could do it and go online and, or go on, on TikTok and try to figure out what alchemy is. And now all of a sudden you want to go and fuck up somebody's life because you don't know anything about alchemy. That's not your forte. The same way, oh, I'm a witch now. Wait, you a Sintero, you a witch, you a paleto, you a voodoo priestess. You, God damn, how many hats you got? 
But guarantee you, in real life, they have more problems. They have more issues. They got more everything. But all they have to do is say, oh, people are attacking me. No, you're your worst enemy. Real talk. Because you're trying to put on every hat and none of them fit you. None of them. Maybe you just need to go back to church and praise the Lord. How about that? But see, scammers are real. Problems are real. And it talks about this in this old do this year. To invest in yourself, to learn, to sit with the elders, to learn. You know, the sad part is half of these new age spiritual people base spirituality off of the people they met, the, the broken ones, the ones that were problems, the ones that did all the crazy stuff. And I'm always sitting there like, that's how you see religion or spirituality? And you think this person is the community? You haven't spoken to nobody. You don't know nobody. You just know them. Well, I feel bad for you. Oh, because I don't deal with people because after dealing with... Pause. Stop. That, those people ain't got nothing to do with you. Stop. But they go and they, they base that... Or sit there and try to justify them fucking up. Oh, well, I learned under them and they used me or they, they betrayed me. And now I'm, I'm just going to do mine solo. It is a community-based belief culture. It is. You need people. You need to sit with the elders. You need mentors, godparents. You need those people. But no. So these new age, new fangled folk. And then when they learn one or do, they learn one name, they learn one story. Now they're experts. Real talk. I mean, I, I have to give it to my godmother and my godfather, even my godfather now, even my tata, man. Like, yo, they make sure, yo, you learn. You learn. And they correct you, not embarrass you, not making it seem like you don't know nothing. Yo, I never forget. We were sitting in my godmother's house and she said, all y'all read cards. Y'all heard my story, right? So she said, all y'all read cards. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, because this is my bread and butter. She said, well, I want y'all to read me. Before I start running out here telling everybody you read. Y'all online, y'all doing all that. Man, when I tell you, prior to that, I had read this girl. I would never read people that were initiated because I was scared. You know, like, nah, you know, I don't read people that's in the religion. She was like, no, read me. And I give her thanks for that. I do. I love her so much. She, she don't know the, the fear, the opportunity, just everything that opened that door for me to move forward, right? Because it was it was stagnating me. I, I wasn't able to move forward, right? And I would turn people away because of a fear. And she was like, nah, my egg gonna set me here, so you gonna read me. And I'm like, wow. You know, and I did it. And she was like, thank you. And she started crying. She was like, yo, you on point? I loved her for that, for real. And I respect her for that. So... When I got to my godmother's, now we're going to push up some months. Got to my godmother, man, I pulled out my cards. Everybody else was like, I don't know. She fuck that. I, I got to, you know, work. Shit, I got bills to pay. This is what I do. 
And I read her and she was like, okay, all right. She was like, look, after every reading, make sure you clean yourself. Make sure you say a prayer. You know what I'm saying? Pray to they ego and pray to yours. Make sure. And I was like, yo, say less. Right? Because that constructive criticism be the one that'll help you along the way. She was like, yo, and never read no one that's drunk or drinking. She was like, I know you don't drink. She said, but never read nobody that's drunk or drinking. And you'll you you'll get it. And I was like, yo, thank you. Everybody else sat there and was like, no, I don't read no. She, she said, you know what? She the only one that I would say is a reader. Because all the rest of y'all, y'all read. Y'all have a problem with Y'all be online. But y'all can't come and read me, man. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm stepping up to the challenge. That fear is over. I already tackled that. So maybe I needed that to be prepared. Now, what if I would have said that concept, faking until you make it, or, you know, no, I can't read nobody, not facing my fears and my phobias. And when that time came, I'd have been just like them. Sally, scared to move. No, no, I'm not doing that. So I read her and I'm grateful for it. And even when I got initiated, the Oba said, you can't stop her from reading. This is what she was born to do. And when I tell you my gift made room for me where I traveled all over the world, I was in rooms around people that I would never have dreamed of being around. To be on a stage with Dick Gregory, the elder, Ibae, to be in the presence of people, Kaba, like all these different people? No. I wouldn't, never, never. Nobody could have never. I never forget when I went to Denver and the car was waiting on me and they had my name up there, Ifa Bayo, and I was sitting in the skybox, right? They had your, your pajamas laid out like you had, you know, attended to look after your everyday affairs and I sat there, my godfather was deceased. I sat there and cause he had told me prior to him passing, he said, you're gonna be so many places. He said, you're gonna do some amazing things. He said, I might be not, he said, I might be dead and gone. I may not be here. He said, but you're gonna remember this conversation. And I sat on the edge of the bed and I cried. And it wasn't tears of sadness or anything. Yo, his words didn't fail. I cried because I'm here at places that I thought a girl from the projects that sold drugs and pimp girls would never have done that. Ever in a million fucking years. A teenage mom that most of y'all will give up on or use them because you know they have a little money coming in. You go expose them or use them or thinking that they don't have their right brain intact. So I'm grateful for all the women that nurtured me, raised me, cultivated my gift so I can be able to say, nah, I've been reading for 29 years. I'm retired. What? Yeah. One person said, how you retired from spirituality? I said, I didn't retire from spirituality. I retired from reading cards. I don't have to do the everyday get up and post and try to rob Peter and pay Paul so I can get a reading. I remember this woman, and after meeting her, I lived my life accordingly for the last six years of that. She's not spiritual. She was sitting there. She made T-shirts. And she said, you know, 
she was praying, so I didn't want to bother. And then when I got finished, when she got finished, you know, I woke and we would talk because my shop and her were right next to each other. And she was like, yeah, I was praying. She said, you know, I have one prayer I pray every morning. I said, what? She said that God sent them to me and I helped them the best of my ability. She said, that's all I want. She said, if God sends them, I help them. And I just, I looked at her and I said, wow. Because I remember when Oshun said, I send people because their souls are crying out. And you're there to help them. So whoever comes across your threshold or come in your path, help them. And I remember my godmother saying, if you don't, um, you can't turn people away because it's like you're waiting on the train. And all those people on the platform, they're waiting for you to help them. She was like, so don't disappoint them. And never abuse or hurt them. And when I tell you, to the best of my ability, I don't have a problem with referring people to other people. I don't go back and call and be like, well, what they do, that's not my business. You went there. That's it. My job is done. I might just be the hands to bring you to the river, not the hands that wash you. So if my job is to bring you to a certain person, by all means, the only time you should contact me, real talk, if they abuse you, mistreat you, or become racist towards you. Now, I've had people that called and said, hey, the person you referred me to, you know, they abused me. They took my money. Wow. And if I, I always ask them, can I have your permission to go over there or to talk to them? Yeah. Okay. Then you get on the line. Yo, what's up? How, how we doing this? You, you referring them? What are you doing? Are you paying for them to get whatever because they believed in you? Now, some people, they go, no, I don't, I don't want you to talk to them. You know, I, I just had to let you know. And, you know, and I, now I have to do my own research, right? And that's the part that I can't stand, but I do it. Now I'm going to call someone else and say, hey, you had a reading? Oh, yeah, they fucked up. Or, no, nah, they were good, you know? So now I have to look at all sides. And I have to listen. Then I have to consult with mine. And then I have to see. And the answer always come out. You know. Now, it has been sometimes people lie because they want something free. Sometimes they tell the truth. But either or, I don't deal with neither one. I did my job. I understand there's thorns on every rose, especially beautiful roses. So I have to learn how to navigate through those thorns. That's why I don't fake it till I make it. That's why I don't play until I can slay it. No, I am who I am. With little room left so I can learn something new every day. Now, speaking about, because it's Martin Luther King, speaking about your elders, young. So the other day, prior to... My grandson knocked on my door and he asked me to go with him to get his ID. He's 21. So I said, okay, I'll go. Well, the day before, I was tired. He didn't confirm with me. I'm a person that you always have to confirm with, right? Because I'm going to confirm with you. Hey, we still on. He didn't do that. So I just assumed he wasn't going, right? So I'm like, okay. So I didn't get up and get dressed. I didn't do none of that, right? So he knocked on the door. He's like, Grandma, I'm... um." Getting dressed. And I said, well, you didn't say anything. He was like, yeah, I'm getting dressed. I said, okay, well, let's see if Dee Dee want to go, right? Because 
at one, I did not want to go. I'm being honest. I did not want to go. I was tired. You know, I was up watching movies. I was tired. So as I walked in the room, my saints are in my, you know, in their room, right? So I have to walk past theirs to get into mine. I just heard, stand on your word. So I got up, jumped in the shower, and I got dressed. And I looked at the bus and I said, hey, the bus will be here in 15 minutes. So my daughter, Didi, called and she said, Mom, I'm going to go with y'all. I said, okay, great. And we go. We get down there. We jump on the bus. We go. Now, before we go, I'm explaining to him because he's listening to people that's his peers, right? His friends that he work with. They're like, oh, you got to make an appointment. You just can't walk in there. Oh, you know, you can just bring your ID and that's it. Pause, right? I said, hey, here they deal with points when you go into the Department of Motor Vehicle. Oh, but we got to make an appointment because I'm just, I'm doing it. No, you can walk in and it's better to go in the morning. So we was there early in the morning. I was like, um, but do you have all your points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he was lying. I'm telling you on everything. I knew he was lying. So we get there, right? Now, I don't know about y'all DMV, but if you wait longer than 30 minutes, you get it for free. So everything is within a 5 to 10 or 15 minutes is the longest that you're going to wait there. So he got his number. The guy, there's a guy that helps. He answers all your questions and stuff. You just walk up to him. So he told him, hey, you get this, you get this. He said, you have all your points. Well, the only thing my grandson was missing was his pay stub. So my daughter's like, Mom, we can get, I said, no, we can get on this bus, go back to the house, get, I said, you know where it's at? He said, yeah. I said, get the pay stub and let's come right back. Oh, we can do it? Yes, because Monday's a holiday. So we're not doing it. This was all Friday. He was like, oh, no, no, no. We're doing this now. Let's go. Right? She was like, oh, but you don't want to call Uber for what? You can just jump in. So we get back here. The next bus is coming in 18 minutes. I said, you need change. So Didi got off earlier to go get change. We get here. He goes upstairs. He gets his um, paste up, comes back down. And we wait. The bus comes within five minutes. And we're back on the ride of going to the DMV. Now we get there. They were at 47. He was number 50. He said, oh, man, we're going to wait. I said, no, we're not. He's like, no, nah, he is. He was like, watch. Child, in five, ten, 10 to 15 minutes, he was right there getting his ID. And so we was like, well, we can walk to the bus station right here. It's only three blocks. And we can go out to the mall, get something to eat, you know, walk around for a little bit and then come back home. So as we were walking, he was saying how... You know, his friends didn't know. And I said, first of all, if you have a problem or you have something that you're not sure of, the worst thing you could ever do is talk to your friends that's on the same level. Now, y'all can come for me if you want to. I'm telling of my experience. Everything I learned, I learned from older people and from watching them. My friends couldn't tell me how to pay a bill or how to keep an apartment because they didn't have one. They lived with their mothers. But when I hung around, God bless the day, Keechee and them, right? And we would sit and talk, Penny Island, all of them. 
they already knew how to pay a light bill, how to pay rent, how to budget, how to go food shopping. My friends that were my age didn't have that. I'm just saying the friends that I had, they didn't have that. They relied on their mother, their father, or they just didn't do it. When it came down to working, they had summer jobs, right? So back then, growing up, a summer job, it was hard to get fired. You can stop working for a fucking month. They still going to hold your space. So that's, to me, it was never a real job. So I couldn't ask them about a job because they worked for some youth, right? And they got paid what? Shit, two times out the month? No, I want a paycheck every week. So I never had a summer job. I didn't. I never had one. And I remember when Miss Potter, she used to always be like, why don't you go down there and get a summer job? Because I got a real job. She's like, what? I work at night. I work overnight. I work at the candy factory. Nah, that's okay. I like my money every week, not once or twice a month, or I got to wait four weeks before I get a check. Nah, I'm not doing that. Right? And I remember my friends didn't have bank accounts. They had the summer youth uh, ID, and they went to the check cashing place. I had a bank account. When they had, damn, back in the day, First Bank on Jamaica Avenue, I had a bank account. I know you fucking lying. So, no. And and that was thanks to my dad. So, and like I said, everything that I've learned, I learned from watching or being around older people. So, me telling my grandson, here it is, your friends are telling you that you have to wait. For an appointment, we could just walk in the DMV. We don't, that's when the COVID was. Then it's, oh, but they, you know, all you need is your ID. No, you need points. And if you have a passport, you done superseded all the points. He was like, for real? I said, yeah, because when I walk in there with my passport, they was like, oh, here, sign this, go over here and take a picture, and we'll send it. I said, I always say seven to 10 days, but you get it in three. He was like, for real? I said, well, Monday's a holiday, so you should get it around Thursday. I said, but they give you a receipt to let, you know, that's your proof that you had. Well, nowadays, they make you buy two IDs. When it's a non-driver, it's just an ID, they make you buy two. Just in case you lose one, which I thought was crazy up in Utica. But, hey, I understand. Young people, they lose things. Now, two things that I learned from this story, right? (laughs) Young people are, when I was growing up, in the world that I existed in or grew up in doesn't exist, right? So I have to learn how to put myself in this world, right? In this day and time. Because what was good for me and what I did don't, you know, it's not relevant to a certain extent for now. Now, we was always told, you know, watch your ID, make sure your paperwork and everything is together, you know, carry a book bag or a purse or something so you can keep it in, have a little folder or wallet, right? Take care of your shit. Not in this day and age, right? So I'm sitting here, my grandson leaves his paperwork and walks off. So I'm like, and my first instinct was, I should just grab it and say, I ain't even see it and just have him panic. But then... As he was walking, he didn't even put his other ID, his social security, in his pocket. It fell. And the lady was really nice. She was like, here. And I'm like, you know, player, pause, breathe, gather yourself, okay? Nothing is that important where you, could you see what we're going through? We had to go take the bus, come back. You have to stand here, get this stuff. No one wants to do all that just so you can be careless to lose it. Like, real talk. 
He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Me growing up, I take certain things I take to heart. And your ID is one of them, right? And it, you're never too old to learn, right? So <clears throat> I, as he, he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, no, don't forget, right? So now we're, we're talking and stuff, and he's talking about how, you know, he, he has great credit. And I was like, oh, you, you got a credit card? He was like, no, I don't have no credit. I said, no, you're one of the worst. He said, why? I said, because no one's taking a chance on you. I said, don't think because you don't have credit like you are, everybody's going to want you. No, no one's taking a chance on you. You have no history. So no one knows if you're capable of paying your bill or not. So no. Now, if he was in college, of course, you're liquid money. You're not in college. So you should go because, hey, over in Utica, they offer free college courses. You, you should take that, like take up on that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, no, for real. Because see, when you have a job, as we all seen in COVID, right? And we having this conversation, me and my grandson and my daughter. I was like, you know, during COVID, everybody found out what's more important, a job or a career. Because jobs had closed down. Jobs were no longer. Careers, essential workers, they got paid. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I said, no, for real. So if they offer you college courses for free, for free, the government, well, first of all, in some counties that took on the immigrants, they got a kickback or they got money. And up here in Utica, they took a lot. And it didn't override or cancel out the people that were here. Matter of fact, they used it to help the already residents here. So one of them was education. So a lot of the people now have access to different trainings and trades at colleges offering for free. So people are taking advantage of that. And it is a blessing when you have that, right? So anyway, he was talking and I was like, you know, you got to, when you don't know, you ask someone. And if they don't know, then y'all learn together. I said, and I'm the perfect example, right? So, side note, we're in Barnes & Nobles. Now, I, and I said, wow, this is a lesson in itself. As I said, I, I really did. I went, I was tired, but I went because my word means everything. And I gave him my word that I would go with him. And we seen it through. He got his ID, right? And we got there. And afterwards, we took him out because he, you know, he accomplished this. He went, he didn't give up, we didn't give up, he got his ID, right? So now he can open up his bank account, right? Instead of getting a cash app card, sorry. He can open up his bank account. He can start saving, right? And learning about money management and not doing the poverty mindset shit, right? Because we're breaking generational curses and we're breaking that stigma of, I can't afford it, I can't, no. But you're going to pay your bills, Right. And I'm going to tell him about life insurance because he's going to have that because I believe everyone should have it. Real talk. I'm not a life insurance broker or anything, but I do believe because GoFundMe's and selling chicken sandwiches are not it. So, no, get you some life insurance and pay on it for real. Nobody wants that burden. Right. So anyway, we're in Barnes and Noble. 
right? And like I said, I was tired, but I still went, right? Because of my word. And I, I'm a strong believer. My pops instilled in that. Your word is everything, right? Your word is everything. So when you give someone your word, keep it. Don't sit there and renege. Because don't just say shit because you want to be important. If you're not going to follow through, then shut up. So we're in Barnes and Nobles, right? And he's talking, my daughter's talking, we're ordering our drinks. And he was like, oh, grandma, can you get me, you know, a cheesecake? I said, okay. I said, you don't want any drink? He said, no. So in the process, I remember handing the lady my credit card. And then, you know, they said, hey, your drink is ready. So I walked away, right? <laughs> now, we're talking, walking. This chick never said, hey, ma'am, you forgot your card. None of that, right? So let me explain. Even in establishments and things like that, motherfuckers will still get you. Real talk, right? So she, um, we're sitting there and... I'm like, wow. So we go into Chipotle's and I order me something to eat. And I said, hey, you want something? He said, yeah. He said, I never ate here. I said, oh, no. So we're walking through it, right? Still, I'm helping him, right? So now it's time for me to pay. I dig in my bag. I don't see my credit card. So now I remove myself because I'm telling the lady, hold on, take the next person. And now I'm pulling everything out my bag and I'm like, yo, where my, where my card at? So my daughter's like, mom, where did you have it? I said, uh-uh. Now, normally, real talk, I have my wallet and whenever I take my card, I put it back in my wallet. But because I was changing purses, I just took my cards out of the wallet and threw it in my purse. My mistake, right? First thing, accountability, my mistake. So then I go to look, right? So we pull everything out. My grandson's like, well, grandma, where? my daughter goes, where's the last place you were? I said, Barnes and Nobles. I said, walk over there right now. She's like, oh my God, walk, right? So I go, good thing I have my other card. I go, I pay for it, right? And I have cash, bow. So she comes back and she was like, where did you leave it? I said, I know I left it in Barnes and Nobles. She was like, yeah, here. Now, <clears throat> accountability, my fault, right? I'm telling my grandson, hey, you got to be mindful about your stuff, right? So, you know, you have some people that go, you talking about me and you doing that, pause. I did know I messed up, right? So I, I know how to hold myself accountable. That's one. Two, you can be so, so diet set on helping someone that you lose your own shit. So the number one thing for us to always remember, which I had to learn. Yes, I still learn lessons. Before I sign up to help anybody, I'm going to make sure my shit is tight. That's first and foremost. Oh, but if I bet you should have been through that. I did. But I didn't think it applied because I didn't have no reason to, right? So even with loved ones, grandchildren, children, lovers, in-laws, all of that, make sure your shit is tight. Number one thing. Second thing, 
even in establishments, stores, whatever. Those people are employees. They, you don't know what they're capable of doing. And scamming season has all time high. Now, anybody normal would have said, hey, ma'am, you forgot. No, no, no. You forgot your card, right? She watched me. White chick. So let me tell y'all, white people steal too. I don't, I never understood that. But that's another whole number podcast. So she watched me. She took my card, ran it, never gave it back, right? Because now I would have remembered. She didn't give it back. I go get my drink. I leave. Not once did she, hey, your card at all. She didn't say, hey, now, mind you, you have a account in Barnes and Nobles. She could have went back to the last transaction, phone numbers on there. Hey, this is Barnes and Nobles. We hit, you left your card here. She didn't do none of that. And don't tell me, oh, a new employee. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I love Starbucks inside Barnes and Nobles. She could have went to the last transaction. Hold on. This lady left her credit card. Boop, boop, boop. Right? And I don't want to hear, well, that's not her responsibility. It is. She's an employee. So, <laughs> please be mindful. Okay? Because scamming is real. And motherfuckers, let me tell you. I, I was telling my grandson. I said, I have more scamming friends than I can imagine. Right? Because I always want to stay up to date. And while I was talking to my scamming friends, side note, he was like, yeah, she wasn't trying to get that shit back. If your daughter wouldn't have went in there, she wouldn't have said nothing. She would have emptied that fucking account. A bank. Why? She thought she had a payday. Wow. So please be mindful when going places, right? Two, stay focused. Never let no one knock you off of your rocker. In other words... I'm sitting here helping my grandson, talking to my daughter, plus paying for this. Yeah, we can be all multi and do all of that, multitasking. Uh-uh. When it comes to money, your finances, stay focused this year and any other year. Stay focused, right? I don't care who talks to me. Pause. Let me pay for this. That is my new thing. Pause. Let me pay for this. Hold on. And pay for my stuff, get my card, and go on about my business, right? Then... Okay, so we are there. Get my card. And he's like, yeah. He was like, yeah. You know, we all, yeah, we have to be mindful. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I said, even me learn lessons. So my daughter looked. She was like, and what if it wouldn't have been there? I would have canceled it. And then I would have started all over. I have money. I said, I have cash in my bag. But I still would have canceled it. She was like, oh, oh. I said, yeah, there's always a backup plan. There's always a plan B. Like, nah. I said, but I was hoping I'd have to. So I had to go and it'd be right there. I said, but it was. So I'm grateful. She was like, yeah. She was like, the lady was just holding her hand. Any card or anything that's left, you're supposed to put it under the register. I worked too long in retail. You're supposed to put it under the register. So that further let me know. But anyway, back to the conversation. Young people, <clears throat> you teach them. Even when you mess up, let them know that it's all right. Sometimes we're not on our A game. When you're not fully rested or your battery is not at 100%, there's going to be errors. You learn from your trials and errors. Doesn't mean that you're a fuck up, you're dumb, you're stupid. No. 
and to be able to hold space with them so they can talk. So they can, excuse me, have a safe place to talk. Talk about their ancestors, their grandmothers, their cousins, their aunties, and all of that. And explain to them in spirituality as well. My other grandson was in school. And there's this show that's out. And they were watching it, I guess, on someone's phone, right? And in one of the cartoons, they have a goon in there. And my my grandson goes, yo, that's my grandmother's crown. And he was like, what? And he was like, yeah, that's a goon. You know, iron. Like, yo, he the, he the general. Like, he don't, he don't quit. He said, when you walk in her door, a goon is right there. So they're looking for a person, and he's explaining it to them. He's 16. It made me proud because he was like, when he came home, he was like, Grandma, you know, there's this um, cartoon out, and a goon is in there. I was like, what? And he spelled it right. I was like, wait, what? He said, yeah, I do listen. And I started laughing because he's 16. The worst thing I ever seen was people that will run around and say, oh, my grandmother was in this. My aunt was in this. My mother was in this. And they don't know anything about it. Oh, well, she didn't want to teach us. Majority of them are lying. Let me just say that. The other half are really telling the truth because people just feel like, yo, they're not going to be a part of it. When you come in my house, you throw yourself. When you, there's certain things I can't do. There's certain things I can do. There are things that can be, you know, that has to be done. And my grandkids, my kids, my nieces, my nephews, they know this. When they go and they see people, even, I don't, he's not my nephew by blood, but, you know, I love him. I treat him as my nephew. He was somewhere, he started dating this girl, and he saw the bracelet, and he was like, yo, my aunt got that. And she was like, oh, I need to call her. He was like, yeah, yeah, let's call her. And she was like, oh, yeah. I said, no, I'm crowned. And she was like, oh, I'm not crowned yet. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, yeah, okay. And he was like, yo, anything I do, she has to be there. Because the, you know, the girl, he's talking to her. She was like, yeah, you know, because you got to get your ceremony. He said, whatever, if I decide, she will be there. Because she is really in it. Like, she will be there. And that's a great honor to have. But it also speaks volume that you think young people don't know. Like, even when I'm on Jamaica Avenue in Queens and I see the young people and they go, yo, watch out. Yo, the priestess is coming through. Or, yo, the the goddess is coming through. And I go, nah, you know, I'm just right. Nah, nah, we saw you in your way. Nah, like, yo. Or they'd be like, yo, ask her. And they'd be like, why? Who is she? Nah, nah, nah. Like, she really went through. She wore white a whole year. I was like, okay, thank you. You know, so to be that example, to also be able to give them a safe space when they ask you a question, don't make fun of them, don't laugh at them, don't make them feel or belittle them, don't embarrass them. And when you don't know, say, hold on, because I don't know this shit. Maybe we should both learn this together and put your ego aside and teach them. My son, which I said, yo, that's, you know, I got to ask them. He said, my, my son told me, he said, Ma, you got them throwing themselves to your Arisha, but do they know why they do it? And I said, you know what? I never asked them. I said, well, now I am. So when my grandkids come in, I'm going to tell them, why do you throw yourself? And we're going to have that discussion. So you, you teach them. You be the example. 
This is Martin Luther King. We have a dream. We rose to the mountaintop. We may not all get there. We may not be there just yet. Because every time there's one mountain that we climb, there's another one in the distance. But it starts from home. The realest thing my pops ever taught us was before you go out and save the world and try to be this number one out there in the street, the first people you should ever think about saving is your family because that right there is the world. That's your world. That is the lineage, the patriarch, the matriarch, the bloodline, all of that. And if you can't learn to heal that and have those uncomfortable conversations or dispel that fucking myth and really learn the truth of the story, instead of living off of lies and propaganda and just jealousy and hatred, then there's nothing I can say for you. Real talk. Because it starts with healing. For real. I may not always tolerate my sister, but I love her to death. And if she knows she needs me, I'm right there. My brothers as well. My nephews, my cousins, my nieces, my good, good girlfriends, all of that. Because, see, we, we're family. Don't mean that I have to always be there. And I've learned, especially with my kids, the worst thing you can try to do is parent adults. My children are all grown. They're all in their 30s, ready to hit their 40s. My son will be 40 this year. My other daughter will be 38. One will be 36, and the other one will be 35. They're all grown. And the one thing I'm not doing is parenting adult people. If they are in a relationship, and I don't have to sleep with that person. I don't need to be under them. As long as they're not hurting, abusing my grandkids, I ain't got nothing. Listen, whoever you choose, that's on you. God bless you. You happy? Shit, I'm ecstatic. That's not my business. I mind the business that pays me. Now, if they come and say, Ma, what you think? I always tell them, you want me to lie? I'll tell you the truth. Oh, what you think? No, I'm asking. Because, see, sometimes the truth is a hard pill to swallow. So you want it? Because, I mean, I can lie to you and be like, girl, I'm so happy for you. Oh, my God. But at the end of the day, does my opinion matter? Because opinions are like assholes. We all got one. But just know you didn't come from a family that's like that. Yeah, we took care of our men. We did. We took care of our husbands. Because they took care of us. As my mother used to say. Open the door. Okay. You see an eviction notice on there? No. All right. Open that refrigerator. It's full. You see you see any empty spaces? No. Turn them lights on and off. Okay. That's enough. They on, right? Okay. Uh, heat on? Yeah. Okay. Give thanks for the man upstairs. He get the big piece of chicken. He makes sure this house is functioning. Because, see, the king takes care of everything outside the castle, and the queen takes care of everything inside. So how are we doing this? Oh, I know. Okay, then. If you happy with your setup, because I don't live with you, I'm not worrying about a house I don't pay rent for. Now, if it implodes or interferes or construct or hurt my grandchildren, then by all means, I'm coming. I don't care who it is. But if it's not, and they comfortable, they okay, then why am I worried? 
listen, I don't have to sleep with him. I'm, I can come in my own house and relax. I'm not living with no one where I have to be uncomfortable. I like peace. See, once you taste peace and real love, you ain't gonna need to beg for it. Because it's going to come. And you're going to bend over backwards to make sure it's there. So, and I had to learn that on my healing journey. And I explained that to my grandson. Yeah, you're going to get your own apartment. But be mindful of who you have there. Respect your stuff. Okay? It's okay if you get a blow-up bed, a blanket, a sheet. We'll, you know, contribute. But you're going to contribute to your own crib. Know that you worked hard to get it. Don't allow some little chicken head, because you're not into the adoption agency, to come and move her, her children, and everybody with you, even family. No, you give them a cutoff. How long you staying? How long is it going to take you? Six months? Okay, six months, because on this day, see you when I see you, all right? And that's it. Now, if you want to sit there and party and disrespect your home, and you get put out, you can't blame nobody but yourself. So, now it's up to you. It's time for you to be responsible. He said, no, nah, I got it. I said, okay, we all say we got it. But just know, you're getting old. You can get your first apartment, move out your mama's house, set it up. It's okay. You pay your rent, pay your bills, get a blow-up bed until you save up, then you get you a bed, get you some furniture here and there. No, you don't. I mean, I'm not opposed to going to the secondhand store, but if you have to, by all means, check it. Make sure you check for bed bugs and everything else. But you take it and you decorate it the way you want. But if you know you're going to have company, you know you're going to have folk over, you know, have them respect your space. This is what you work for. Have pride in it. Be the example. And on your day off, relax. Relax. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get... Don't tell. Just do it. That's it. But I love it because when you when you are an elder or you're a mentor or you're an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a grandma, and you have these young people coming up, be the example. Have space. Tell them. This world out there is, is beautiful, but you still have an ugly side. Don't sit and lie to them. Don't make it seem like everything is rainbows and butterflies. No, give them the hard, honest truth. But also listen. See where they're getting their information. See how they see the world. And if you can't color with inside the lines to help them make their picture mosaic, beautiful, epic, then don't pick up crayons. Don't go over there coloring in their spaces. Because you're not helping. You're hurting. Real talk. So, y'all, guess what? January 21st, I'll be having my guest, Erin. And we'll be talking about some things. And I want to do it for the next six weeks. Of, you know, at least once a month for the next six months. I don't know how spirit is going to lead me. But we're going to start having these uncomfortable conversations. These real life conversations. So people can understand this is the world we live in. And we want to make it better by helping ourselves and helping each other. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. And catch me on Wednesday where we'll be talking about some more things. I love you. Stay, stay positive.